Welcome, welcome everyone. Here we are again, Wednesday, the 12th of January, and we are into the third day of our fast for 2022, the year of restoration. This is a time that we consecrate ourselves and we seek the face of God and not his hand. Jensen Franklin said this in one of his books, fasting is the private discipline that brings public reward. And if your fast doesn't mean anything to you, it is not going to mean anything to God. You know, also Jesus knew there were supernatural things that could only be released by fasting. So if Jesus knew that, so why wouldn't we fast? Fasting will prepare you for a new anointing, a fresh anointing. Fasting is a tremendous weapon, and it's a source of power. When we give ourselves to him as a living sacrifice through fasting, he will show us his assignments that he has for our lives. In Second Chronicles, in chapter 20, it tells us, the people were desperate to know the Lord's plan to defeat the enemy. Are we not desperate? Do we not want to see the enemy defeated? We have chaos going on all around us. You know, but in the midst of them, God spoke and said, New destiny. That's me putting that in scripture. New destiny. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, the chaos, the evil. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Just position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. So, Father God, we come this morning positioning ourselves before you. And each day of this fast, we position ourselves. We release our entire, all that we are. We give to you. Move in us. Move in us and move through us so that we might accomplish your purposes here on this earth as it is in heaven. For us to stand strong in all that is going on around us. We need faith. We need great faith. We declare we will turn from our wicked ways Father, don't pour out your wrath upon your people. Hear us this day. I pray in Jesus' name. Again, I want to welcome everyone. New Destiny family, you're the best. To the clergy and those that make things happen. To every pastor and his people, we welcome you also. Intercessors, we praise God for you. And may you be blessed and restored and refreshed in all that you do. Our theme today is myself, Heather Dawson. I am facilitating the call. And we also have Victoria Wimberly with us. She will pray over the request. So good morning, Victoria. How are you? Good morning, Mother Heather. It is an 
awesome morning. It's a powerful morning. And God's grace is over each and every one of us this morning. Amen. Yes, his grace. And, you know, the word tells us that his mercies are new every morning. Ah, what, a, what a blessing that his mercies are new every morning. We don't run out of his mercy. Hallelujah. And, you know, we're blessed again to have Bishop with us, bringing more insight and revelation as the Lord has revealed to him. So I want to say good morning, Bishop, and I'm going to turn it over to you at this point, and we say good morning to Pastor Adrian also. So, Bishop, it is now yours. Good morning, Elder Heather. Good morning, uh, Sister Victoria. Hey, good morning to everybody on the line this morning. We thank God for you, and we thank God that you're on the line this morning, and you're waking up early to uh, receive the breakfast of champions. And um, it's a great day, regardless of whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through. The, the fact that you have breath, it is a great day because it could be a whole lot worse. Some people didn't wake up today. Some people don't have breath because they're fighting this virus or whatever. Um, and it begins to be a little bit difficult, you know, and so... We need to just thank God that his uh, mercies are new um, every morning. As the scripture tells us, great is his faithfulness. And so uh, this morning I'm going to talk about uh, our relationship with the Lord. Our relationship with the Lord, that's pretty much what the uh, devotion is about, is your relationship with the Lord. But I find it interesting that we're coming from Luke 10, verse 19, where Jesus uh, talks about giving his disciples authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I'll read it in a minute from the scripture. Um, and then he says that um, nothing shall in any way harm you. And so, um, Father, we honor you today, we bless you, we magnify you, the fruit of our lips are giving thanks and praise because you alone are the redeemer of our life. And so we thank you for this great and awesome day that you have made, and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you for this time that has been carved out, a time that, Lord God, we reflect on who we are with um, you, our relationship that we have with you. Even as um, Adam sinned and that sin separated him from you, you asked Adam, where art thou? And you were not asking where was he in geographical location. You was asking him, where, are, where is he in relationship, in relationship when it comes to you? And so, Father... That's the question today. Where are we in the relationship when it comes to God? You know, I was thinking yesterday, because that's just who I am. I'm always pondering Scripture. I'm always talking about Scripture. The people I talk to, we talk about Scripture. We talk about what's going on in life, in the world today, different things like that. And I was pondering about the relationship that uh, the believer have with God and do 
we really know God. You know, there's a lot of people who talk about God from the perspective of what they heard, but they don't know God from a practical, personal relationship. They talk about what they've heard, not what they read, or not what they have experienced or encountered. Talk about what they heard. So when they talk about God, they talk about it from the perspective of what they heard someone say, and it's not from the perspective of what they have studied, searched out, inquired to know about, um, sought for them for themselves. And let me tell you something. That's not going to work, talking about God from a perspective of what you heard, because that don't means you know God. That just simply means you listen to somebody who talked about God, and they could have been wrong in what they have talked to or talked to the people or the audience about. You have to make a decision that I want to know God personally for myself, not based upon what my pastor say not based upon what my mom said, my dad said, or a friend said, my husband said, my wife said. No, I, I want to know God from a practical, personal encounter with God for myself. Moses and Paul said it this way. And I'm, the only reason I'm dealing with this because we're talking about relationship. Where are you in your relationship with God? Um. Moses said it this way, that, and um, actually Paul echoed what Moses said, that God, I would that I may know you, perceiving and recognizing the wonders of your person more clearly and more stronger. Father, I would that I may know you, perceiving and recognizing the wonders of your person more clearly and more strongly. So we must have a relationship with God. And in that, we cannot allow anything to stand in the way. Now, let's come to Jesus and deal with him from the perspective of the physician, from the perspective of the doctor. Luke was a doctor. He was a physician. And so Luke begins to write um, about the encounter that he had with Jesus, the relationship that he had with Jesus, and also many others. And so Luke starts the um, the tenth chapter out um, talking about the seventy. Um, he said, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. So everywhere Jesus was about to go, he had sent the 70 there first. He sent them out. But notice how he sent them two by two. He didn't send them by themselves. He sent them two by two so that, you know what, you can have a witness to what would take place, you can have somebody there to assist you, you can assist one another, and go out and do ministry. And so here it is, you know, the Bible talks about the multitude, it talks about 
70, and then also it talks about the few, Peter, James, and John, or the 12. Then it goes down to Peter, um, James, and John. And so, you know, the 70 had noticed that as they had gone out, some great things were, were, were beginning to take place. And then in verse 17 it says, Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Even the demons. I'm read that, I read that from the New King James Version of the Bible, but I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. So that's um, verse 17 that I just read. Um, the Amplified says, The 70 returned with joy. They were excited, saying, Lord, even demons are subject to us in your name. And so that's the Amplified. And then the uh, there's another translation that, that says it this way. It says, when the 70 returned, with joyfully reporting, Lord, even demons obey us when we use your name. Isn't that something? When we use your name. And that tells us there's authority in the name of Jesus. There's authority in the name of Jesus. And so they were excited. They were joyful that they were getting results when they were using the name of the Lord Jesus. And the only reason they were getting results, and I want you to hear this, is because Jesus had authorized them. He had given them authority to use his name. The same way Jesus had authorized the 70, Jesus has authorized the born-again child of God. He has authorized you. He has given you, write it down this way if you're taking notes. He has given you the power of attorney, the power of attorney to use his name. And demons will tremble and demons will begin to flee. But I find it very interesting on Jesus' response to them. Jesus says, yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. So they were excited that demons were running, demons were fleeing, demons were scared when they were using the, the, the name of Jesus. Praise God. But Jesus says to them, he says, that's no big deal. I saw Satan when he was cast down. In other words, they're already defeated. And the way I know that they're already defeated, you're, you're excited and you're joyful, and praise God, you're excited and you're joyful that you're getting a response and demons are trembling and demons are fleeing when you use my name. He says, but well, hold up now. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Very, That's fast. That's real fast. So I, I saw his end. And I know that he doesn't have more authority over me or you than we have over him. Now, let's look at what Jesus says next. He says, look, I've given you authority over the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes, 
scorpions and crush them, and nothing will injure you or harm you. He said, I want you to understand that. But here's the key, and it's where I'm going to rest my case. In verse 20, he says, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. He said it's no big deal. The demons tremble and flee. When you use the name my father has given you as being a citizen of heaven to use. He said the greater thing to rejoice over is the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's the greater thing to rejoice over. The greater thing to rejoice over is that you've accomplished your assignment. You finish and you have now received the victor's crown. That's what Paul said. I finish the good fight. And it is a good fight. And now he had received that eternal blessedness. He received that hope of glory. He had received his prize which is to hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the rest of the Lord. That, that is the greatest reward any person, any child of God could ever receive, is to be seated amongst the righteous, named to be written in the Lamb's book of life, to have a place at the table that God laid out before, uh, laid out for us in the presence of our enemies. That's how David says. He prepared a place for me in the presence of my enemy. You understand? And, and that, that is the greatest reward that we could ever receive. Well, how, how do we accomplish it? We accomplish it through the relationship we have with God. We're back to that relationship. Remember, I said that relationship precedes restoration. I believe everybody wants restoration, especially where we live in it today, going into the third year, and I can't believe it, the third year of a pandemic. And it seems like when the momentum was ramping up for us to move forward in a good direction, I believe it's still going to happen if we're born-again believers, it seems like the enemy came in like a whirlwind, like a like a Tasmanian devil, and stirred everything up. And it seems like just about everything that was gained is now beginning to be lost. This stuff is 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 major, but you got to understand what is going on. And if you don't sit down. You don't do any research, you don't pray, you don't ask for answers, you won't have any. You'll go along with the corrupt media of this world, and you will just assume that everything they're saying is absolutely correct. Let me tell you something. Them jokers are getting paid, man. Y'all better wake up. And I'm not trying to be fancy this morning with my words. It's too early for all that. They're getting paid. 
If you Google them jokers, you Google them journalists. Google Google how much money they make. They are making money. They're getting paid to lie to you. And they're lying to us. They're lying to us big time. You understand? Because they are paying them to lie to you. And a lot of the news that folk watch is entertainment news. It's entertainment news. They're, they're, it's, it's, you know what? Here's how it is, and then I'm going to calm down because I feel myself getting fired up. Matter of fact, it's 20 minutes after. I need to be quiet. Um, but here's how it is. Re- remember back in the 60s, 70s, doctors really cared about people. And doctors used to have their little doctor's bag and come to the house and do house calls, really cared about patients and stuff. You know what I mean? What I mean medicine really meant something. Doctors was real serious about their careers, different things like that. Doctors ain't serious about no careers today. I, I'm not going to put them all in the same bag. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to put them all in the same bag. There are some doctors that still care about their patients, but most of them is just a paycheck and punching the clock like any other job. Now, why does that go there with the doctors? Well, it's the same with the journalists. It's just a paycheck and punching a clock and going to a job. But it was a day, back in the day, journalists really cared about reporting real news, reporting truth of what was going on. Matter of fact, the Bible is called the good news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Have you heard? All these different types of things. You understand? But not today. Not that journalists ain't, ain't concerned about reporting the truth. Journalists, journalists are reporting what the news outlet put in front of their face. And I'm telling you, they're lying to you because Big Pharma, you heard me what I said, Big Pharma want to get paid. America is a mess. And if we don't fast and we don't pray, it's going to continue to get messy. And I'm telling you, God is lifting his hand off America. And when God lifts his hand off America, we've entered a season of woes. What we don't understand, the same God that's merciful and loving and kind is the same God that will send devastation amongst us. The same God that will sick evil spirits on you. Well, you may be saying, well, what God that will sick evil spirits on you? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. The Bible says that God sent an evil spirit to torment Saul. And I'm not talking about Paul, who was named Saul. I'm talking about the first king of Israel, King Saul. Go read your Bible. You understand? Why? Because he was disobedient. You see what disobedience does? Disobedience puts you in a bad position. And therefore, watch this. And nine times out of ten, I'm not even talking to you because you up early in the morning on the prayer call. You just listening. I'm talking to the people that you know who are disobedient. And you need to take this message and you need to begin to tell folk that they need to wake up and they need to be sincere when it comes to their relationship with God. Because God says, my grace will not always strive with men. Father, we need your grace. We need your love. We need your tender mercy. Most of all, during this time of fasting and praying, bless us, Father, because we are in desperate need of your blessing. But more than anything, Father, help us correct our relationship that we have with you, that anything that is in our life 
that's hindering us from moving forward and moving and um, the things that you've ordained having a perfect alignment with you, reveal them to us, Lord God, that we would move them out of the way so that there will not be a hindering force to stop us from being authorized to use your authority. Father, we won't rejoice because demons are trembling and fleeing. That's easy. Father, we're going to rejoice because our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Bishop. I knew this morning would be another great morning and certainly has been. You know, I've lived long enough that I remember the day when um, a doctor would come to your home because I had, at the age of 12, my doctor who brought his nurse come to my house, my parents' home, to check on me because I had nearly died. And so they came to the house. But I've watched it progress. And I will just say this. If you watch the advertisements now on television at all, if you pay attention, they have so many drugs to help you over and uh, better the one that you're taking. If you're depressed and this is not working, then take this. That will help you on top of what you're already taking. We have been a nation that has been drugged. And I'm not just talking about medically. We have been drugged by the enemy. And this grieves the very heart of God. People, we need to get well. We need to get well and allow God to have his way in us so that his kingdom that is in heaven can come to this earth. And it can't come unless we are the vessels to be used. So, Bishop, thank you. Thank you again this morning. That was great teaching. I took down a lot of notes, and I praise God for you. At this time, I'm going to ask Victoria if she would please come. And she is going to pray over the requests that have come in. Victoria, please come. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, thank you, Bishop. That was so awesome. Uh, with the spirits being open to receive what you said this morning, praise God. And yes, we have received a prayer. Well, not many, but we've received a prayer. So praise God that you stand in the grants with me. We're at, we have Evangelist Minister Showers. She's asked us to pray for a number of individuals um, and for us to be in agreement this morning for their needs to be met. And we know that the glory of our Lord is always powerful in showing up as well as showing out. So the first person that she's indicated is John McNabb. She's asking us to pray for his family, his sisters, um, as she has, and his sister, for she has just lost her husband. So we pray for her comfort this morning, and I will umbrella many of the prayers this morning. And we also are praying for Nathan Carver. She's asking us to pray for all the people in Contra Costa County, that we will have strong, viable leaders who will seek God for direction for what to do to cover the people in this community, and that, that the leaders will have compassion to help more people as there is a need, as we know, in Contra Costa area for many areas. We're also going to be praying for Shelly Bell. We pray for housing and a job and her ID and 
the devil came in to intervene and had taken her her ID, and she has been blessed to get it back, praise God, because we know our God is a God of miracles. We're additionally playing, praying for Oscar Abando. We're praying for his humbleness, health, prosperity, and lots of kindness in his heart, that he will trust God in his relationship with his wife and his family. We're also praying for Pretty Carr and her son, Jaden Brown. There, she's asking us to pray that they will get housing and that she will also get a job. We've included, we're including Vince Furligary. We're praying that we're, we're actually praying for the entire family. We're also praying for Crystal Shaden. We're also praying for her family and her and her boyfriends are trying to get back to Tennessee. And then we're also praying lastly to include Jerocelia Henderson, and we're praying that she gets back on her feet. So, Heavenly Father, as you sit high and you look no, low, We know that, Father God, that we can come behind the veil to bring you all the desires of our hearts. You have heard the prayers that have been spoken to the air this morning. And, Father God, we know that they are trusting you for more than anything that they they are needing for. We know, Father God, that according to your word out of Romans 8 and 28, that you said that all things work for the good of those who love you, Master So they are reaching out unto you, Lord. They're believing you, O Father God. We know that this is a period of strong faith. Father God, we know that according to the jobs that are needed, we know that out of Psalm 75 and 6, that the job does not come from man, but the job comes from you, O Heavenly Father. So hear their cry. Hear the names that were called out that is seeking employment because you are their gyro. You are their provider, O Lord Jesus. We know that, Father God, as long as they stand in, the, in believing the word that you have spoken unto them, just as Abraham became righteous because he believed in your son, Jesus, that you showed up and showed out for one that you will do it again, O oh, Heavenly Father. Father God, let them each know that they all have the promises because they know Jesus. Bless them all in all the needs that are needed, Father God, because we know that they are already, already equipped with Psalms 91, that you are covering them each and every day. You will guide them along the way. You will show them where to go according to Isaiah 32, 17 to 18, where you will show them to go left and not right, where to move forward and not backwards, O Lord. This is the year, O Heavenly Father, that you have orchestrated our spirits to be opened up to be in strong faith, to be a radical. Let them know that the things that they're desiring of you, that when they speak and declare your word back unto you, that you will hear them and that they will be blessed and they will know that there truly is a God that is on their side. Father God, we declare this morning over each and every prayer that was submitted that this year shall be the year of 22 for breakthrough and victory because you shall be having all the glory to be revealed this morning because everything that shall be done shall be a reference unto you and the power of your hand, the power of your might, and that you shall comfort the families that are in need of comfort because your loving arms are wide open unto them. This morning, Father God, we have come to you presenting these prayers, standing in the gap for them, believing and receiving in strong faith that you have heard the cry of each and every name that was called out, and that you will bless these individuals, you will bless these households, you will bless these families, because these are your children in the kingdom of God. They trust you, O Lord, they believe in you, and they stand in radical faith 
because you are the rock of salvation for them. This morning we receive and we have prayed and we believe that we shall receive a manifestation of victory and that we shall receive a call of praise reports. We give you all the praise and all the glory this morning because you are so worthy to be praised, O oh Lord. And we all say amen. 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 Yes, amen. May every need, and we know it to be so, will be met. Salvation, healing, supply, may they all receive from the Lord according to his word as Victoria prayed, Psalms 91, especially verses 10 and 11 in Proverbs 12, 28. Father, you have given your angels charge over each one of them. And we expect to hear praise reports coming in. Thank you, Victoria, for praying this morning. Praise God. Bishop, we're going to go back to you to see if you have anything further that you want to say before we end our call. (laughs) I'm telling you, i got a lot to say. I I can say it on the (laughs) phone. Some of y'all may be saying, well, Bishop, why don't you say it at church? I can't do that at church because I'm kind of filtered at church and um, because you don't know who's watching. You understand? That's why they can't miss. They yeah, can't yeah, miss yeah. Prayer right. call. That's why you can't miss prayer call because I don't have to be filtered on, on, on his prayer call because, you know, the same critic that's watching um, service, they're not getting up to pray. You understand? And so uh, on this line, I, I can really just speak was speak the truth, and, and that's the bottom line. And so I'm telling you, become a professional researcher, and, 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 and don't please don't misunderstand me. Even some of the stuff you research is not true, but you've got to find truth. You've got to have a desire, a heart's desire for truth and become a lover of truth. And once you do, the Lord will begin to reveal to you what the truth is. But none of these things should catch us by surprise because the Bible talks about it. Prophets have prophesied this day. And so this day has to come to pass. These things have to take place, else the the second coming of the Son of God cannot manifest itself. And so these things are just the stage. They're just setting the stage for the second coming um, of the Son of God. They're setting the stage for end time. These are end time events, and we need to understand that. We're living in the end times. You you all got to understand that. How long we got, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't tell you that because the Bible says that no one knows the hour. And so, but all I can do is tell you that you better make sure you get some oil in your lamps, like them virgins. You don't, you don't want to go out there empty. You better make sure that you have spent time with God and you know God. You have a personal relationship um, with God for yourself, not based upon what your pastor said, not based upon what your mama said, your daddy said. And I'm not saying that they're not good people. You understand? But what I am saying is you need to have a personal relationship with God for yourself. This is a time you pull out your notes. It's just not about a performance and all this kind of stuff. It's about God's presence. It's about God's presence. And I'm telling you, nothing can get you in the presence of God like fasting, 
praying and worshiping God. And that's what we're doing right now. We're fasting, we're praying, we're going to give because the Bible said those three things is what believers should do. And as we do, and you know, let me say this, that it's during crisis, you don't pull back on giving. You give even more because it's going to bring security and protection in your life. And that's what you want. You want God to have to protect you. You want God to, to secure everything concerning you. And God will do that. God will take care of the righteous. That that's what I know for sure. God will take care of the righteous. So let's be on our guard. Let's fast. Let's pray. Let's listen to what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. Beloved, we love you. We praise God for you. And um, have a great day in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome. Yes. yes. <laughs> praise the Lord. I wish that, you know, you could just keep going because what happens is it's kind of like, you know, the engine starts slow, you know, but the more that you feed it, the better the engine will run. So, yes, feed your soul. Find out truth. And truth comes from the Word of God. Truth comes from spending time in His presence. So, you know, in Isaiah 58 and 8, it says, Our righteousness shall go before us. Your righteousness shall go before us, before you. Father, we thank you that our faith, our right standing with you, will cause us to move into areas where we would not have moved if we had not fasted. We thank you for doors that are opening to us that were not open before. And we're excited. We're excited, Father, because our influence, our influence, our sphere of influence, is going to go out like ripples in a lake. As you watch those ripples, they go out. And that's what we need to be, like the stone that is thrown across the surface of the water. Now those ripples begin to go out. See, we we are effective. We can be effective and should be effective. But we can't be if we don't know who our God is. And we'll be bold. We'll be bold and courageous. Not holding anything back. Not anything back, Father. We give it to you. That's us. We give ourselves to you. Thank you for the word this morning. May it touch every heart. May it transform every heart. And may each heart beat faster with the heart of you. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for this opportunity. You're a good God and you never deny us a great meal when we come and sit before you. Bless our bishop today. Bless Pastor Adrian. Guide them. Guide them, Father, as they lead a people who love you, 
supply their every need. Keep them in health. No weapon formed against them can prosper. And any voice that might rise against them in judgment, they will be able to show it to be in the wrong. Thank you for your sweet presence, Lord. I feel it, and I know others on the call this morning feel it. Thank you for your precious presence. These are the things that we ask in the mighty name of Jesus, the one who has given us authority to use his name. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, dear ones. Open the line, please.